0: If you'd like to be on the show or would like to find out about sponsorship opportunities, please contact us at questions at theorganicview.com. Today's show is sponsored by ramvpn.com, the leading provider of next-generation online anonymity and VPN security solutions. Their architecture is unique, tamper-safe, And 100% guaranteed, they even accept Bitcoin. Listeners of the Organic View radio show can receive a 15% discount in 3-month and 6-month personal plans by using the coupon code ORGVIEW. That's O-R-G-V-I-E-W. For more promotional offers, please visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. On today's show, environmental advocate Barbara Peterson from Farm Wars is going to be my guest to talk about GMOs and whether or not labeling is enough. Should we just ban it? So I'd like to welcome to the show, Barb Peterson. Good afternoon, Barbara, and thank you for coming back to the show. You've been on the show so many times
1: and it is always interesting. Well, thank you so much, June. I always enjoy being on with you. It's great getting the word out. Now, Barbara,
0: for many people who still do not understand the definition of a GMO, could we begin by talking about what a GMO is?
1: Well, GMO actually stands for genetically modified organism, but uh, more accurately it would be called a genetically engineered organism. And that's where they... um, take a cell in a lab, and they splice it, dice it. They put a virus in it, cauliflower, a cauliflower mosaic virus is the usual one. Um, they use an agrobacterium to insert that virus along with, um, say, a foreign gene, like, say, a um, fish gene going in a tomato to make it last longer, things like that. So what they're doing, basically, is they're using an artificial means to take... A two unrelated species and combine them into you know one genetically engineered organism. That's the most common, and the two most common forms of that are the BT and the HT. Um, the BT, I remember what it is by the B, and it's like bug bites bug bug dies okay, the um, herbicide is engineered into the plant, okay? Um, the HT is the herbicide tolerant. That means that it is resistant to the herbicide glyphosate so that you can spray it to death with glyphosate and it's not going to die. So those at this point are comprise, I believe it's approximately 80% of the genetically engineered um, organisms, in, in the um, food supply, in the market, and in the feed supply. So there are coming um, about new forms of it, which we really have to keep our eyes open uh, for. But at this point, um, this is what we're dealing with.
0: Thank you. Currently, how many crops have been deregulated?
1: Oh, how, my goodness. How, many, how <laughs> many
0: crops are genetically modified that, have been, that are legal? In the United States.
1: Well, let's see. There's um, corn, soy, um, sugar beet, alfalfa. Um, They're working on wheat, but it's not yet. They've been working on wheat for a while now. Yeah, they've been working on wheat for a while. They're doing a potato. Um, They're doing trees. They're doing grass. Um, Scots. Was the one that um, because they are the exclusive um, seller for um, the consumer roundup, and they have gotten a turf builder grass out there now, and that doesn't that is completely unregulated, and they yeah so that's legal now too. So we're going to have the grass also, and that's going to spread like wildfire. Um, I'm not sure exactly how many, but um, if you look at the patent. Uh, for abiotic stresses, Um, they are including in that patent just about every single food you could possibly imagine. So they're working on just about every single food. They want all of the big cash crops. They want every single one of them. And that's what they're working on. So if it's not on the market now, it's in the back burner. Thank you.
0: When it comes to labeling consumers seem to be almost clueless as far as what to even buy at this point because industry has done a magnificent job confusing the consumer between what's natural, what's organic, and now even with GMO labeling, there seems to be a great deal of confusion. Could you explain to our listeners about GMO labeling, what are the pros and cons, and who stands to gain By GMO
1: labeling? That's a loaded question.
0: (laughs) And I know that you're going to love answering it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah, GMO labeling, in my opinion, is relatively useless. All we have to do is look at MSG. MSG has morphed into just about anything um, in the label, autolyzed yeast MSG. And if you didn't do the studying and you didn't know what it was anyway, then you would be eating it and not even know it. And that's exactly, with the labeling, what they're going to do with GMOs. GMOs will and the state labeling that has actually gone through, I think it, um, Virginia, I believe, had the state labeling. Um, they, it doesn't even include the 98% of feedstuffs, okay, the feed that's fed animals. It doesn't include that. It includes 2% that is on the market on the store shelves that's all it includes okay and all I have to do is change just a slight thing in the way that the genetically engineered organism is made and it will fall under the cracks in that so it's going to be labeled but we're still going to be eating genetically engineered food and it's not going to stop the growing of it if you just address two percent, the other ninety eight percent that is growing is continuing to grow, continuing to contaminate everything else, until gMO free is no longer gMO free. Now, according to iPhone, the international um organic. Um, Entity, they have stated that you can't even call anything GMO-free and expect a zero tolerance anymore. It's one to two percent contamination, even in the GMO, um, the what is it, the non-GMO project labeling. They allow for 0.9 percent contamination, and as the contamination grows, then that is going to rise because there's going to be absolutely no guarantee. That contamination has not occurred, and that is also a processed based system as just as the u s d a organic is and u s d a organic has no threshold for gmo contamination and they only test if gmo contamination is um it's it's a possibility that it has been it has happened i can 't remember the exact terminology but if there's only a it's, say, you look at the or look at the rules, and you say, okay, well this GMO is basically unregulated, so he's going to plant it right next to this organic farmer. Now, is there reason to believe contamination has occurred? Well, anybody with half of a brain cell will understand contamination has occurred because of the wind, the bees, the everything. Contamination is going to work that's what that's how it works i mean the wind blows everything around okay now contamination has occurred however according to monsanto and the usda there is no reason to believe contamination has occurred because everybody's followed the rules and regulations and the rules and regulations say no buffer zones then there isn't then you don't have to have a buffer zone it's a laugh it's a joke we are, be, we are having this stuff pushed down our throats by everybody, including a lot of the supposedly anti-GMO activists, because they stand to make money on it. And I'm sorry, but money is the game. And you have the, the non-GMO project. Go ahead.
0: At the end of the day, we're all eating basically the same food, drinking the same water, living on the same planet. That's just
1: ludicrous. It is ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous. And the thing is, people will go along and they will say, oh, well, I love this guy because he's anti-GMO and I love that, and they'll give him money, 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 and they don't understand. What you're doing is with the non-GMO project is you're creating a private labeling entity, and you're creating another step up in the, um, in the food chain. Okay, the USD organic is more expensive than regular chemical-based farming. That's the way it is. They have to jump through so many hoops for the USDA and they have to raise the prices so that they can actually afford to be certified organic. So now you have another level. Now everybody has to get this non-GMO certification and that's more tests and that's more Expense, so that's going to be another level up, more expensive. So just keep on adding the dollars until the poor schmo, you know, sitting in 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 his you know little rental, can't even afford to eat anything but. GMOs and glyphosate contaminated food and get sick and run to the doctor. And that's exactly what's going on. If you are at the high end and you are making buku bucks, hey, you can afford anything you want. And it doesn't matter. And these people know it. Both sides of the spectrum know it. And a lot of them are working together. Absolutely working together because a lot of people in the anti-GMO movement won't even um, they're going to make money with coexistence. They don't want a ban.
0: And coexistence They're is are going to push make from money. day one. There are a number of yeah. there are a number of people that have pushed for coexistence, which is very disturbing. And I remember from some of the earlier interviews that I've done on the Organic View uh, from the beginning. You know, you're going back many years ago. I remember interviewing Percy Schmeiser, who was the Canadian canola farmer who sued Monsanto in a landmark victory lawsuit in which he basically won um, administrative fees for in in court. And he proved that one person can bring down a big giant like Monsanto. And he said, point blank, coexistence is impossible. It's like you can't be a little bit pregnant or a little bit dead. It's very black and white. You're either dead or alive. You're pregnant. You're not g m o or you're clean, and one of the biggest one of the biggest um misconceptions that a lot of consumers feel myself included I felt this way for a long time that it would be better to have it labeled than nothing than no clue at all'
1: because
0: to a certain well, degree it's okay. It, let me it, have- It felt like it was Russian roulette if you didn't have some sort of reassurance. But now it's gotten to the point where basically unless GMOs are banned, I mean, you're not just talking about just one area in agriculture. GMOs are the the companion technology to neonicotinoids, which are responsible and have scientifically been proven to be the cause for the global decline of all pollinators. And we have yet to mm-hmm. discover how many other species, including the impact on human health, but that's besides the point. The main point is, is that you're, the only way that we could be certain is with a ban. That's what it seems to come down to.
1: And yes, any time these things are in the open air, they are going to spread through horizontal gene transfer, through cross pollination it's it, there's no way they can't spread and once the contamination occurs it's permanent you can't stick the genie back in the bottle it's out there and it's going for it and we' they don't even know what the effects are going to be any reputable scientist that does not have ties to industry will tell you that if anybody says that this technology is safe they're either ignorant or a liar.
0: Now, Barbara, let me ask you a question. In regards to the marketing efforts to allow people to become more familiar with GMOs and just with the companies involved, there has been a significant amount of advertising and marketing Here in North America. And you actually brought it to my attention that a certain magazine is now featuring ads for Monsanto. Would you share that with our listeners?
1: Oh boy. Okay, let's just say the name Oprah. Oprah, oh my goodness, you know how many people you have disappointed, Oprah? Do you absolutely know how many people that really thought, you've got an organic farm in Maui, I think it is, Amy, come on. And now you're featuring ads for Monsanto with one of those pictures, you know, that that it shows a family around there, you know, with eating GMOs. Why don't you show the effects of the GMOs after they've eaten it for 10 years? Excuse me, why don't you show the effects of the gastrointestinal, you know, ravaging that has happened to these families of the endocrine disorder that they are experiencing because of those GMOs as they're hobbling off to the hospital. You're not going to show that end of it. No, what you're going to do is you're going to show your little pretty picture because you're getting a lot of money. And how much money do you need? That's what I want to know, lady. How much money do you need? When is enough? Well, it's
0: just, well, it's, it's about targeting a large segment of the population, and I've also noticed on—I do believe it's the oxygen network. I've noticed ads for Monsanto there, and a couple of other networks, and I—I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But at the end of the day, they do have an obligation to their shareholders to make the money. So, of course, it's—it's it's a smart thing for them to do to start promoting on the largest networks. However, when you have people who are saying, well, you know, we support organic, blah, 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 it all boils down to, okay, well, pick your side. Do you support organic yes. or not? Are you dead or are you alive? Are you pregnant or are you not? It's still very black and white. And I think many of our listeners will agree with that. Now,
1: in, oh, regards,
0: absolutely. in, in regards to the efforts, to ban gmos could you share with our listeners some of the efforts that you've been involved with locally in your state
1: well right now um benton county oregon is going for it this is what happened jackson county got a gmo ban and the governor Kurt kitzhaber he almost had a heart attack probably the guy panicked And he had an emergency session, and they passed the preemption legislation, the Monsanto Protection Act of Oregon, in which they reserved regulation of all agriculture to the state, in effect stating that any labeling requirements would be reserved to the state, and the state's not going to label. So this is what happened josephine county already had their measure ready to go to do it but it did and it did pass now they are waiting to see if they're going to get legally challenged jackson county is being challenged i believe monsanto is either filing or getting ready to file a lawsuit against them and benton county Was going to do a GMO ban. So, this is what they're doing. They're going ahead because these people do not, these people are organic, they do not want GMOs in their county. So, they're framing it as a community rights issue in which their community does not want genetically engineered organisms in it, and that's what they want. And that's how they're framing the legislation as a community rights issue that we have the right to decide what we want. We, the people, have the right to decide, not you, the corporation. So they're going to go full blast, and I believe we're heading for I'm going to be helping with the graphics with them uh, to get them going. They need all the support that um, they can get. Um, Benton County, Oregon. And I'll tell you, they're very nice people. They're wonderful people. I really, really like them, and I'm for them 150% and more because this needs to be more. This this county is, um, I believe it's right near my county, so we've got like a line of, of counties, and as soon as we get through doing this, I'm going to start working on Klamath County, and because this has got to go local. It's really the people have to stand up, because there is something coming along the pike now, and it's a federal preemption, and that's the Pompeo Act. It's H.R. 4432, I believe, and that thing is a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. What this is is going to be a federal preemption of all labeling, Okay, and in that bill, you're going to love this part. In that bill, it says preemption and the use of well. There's a preemption clause, but the um, and which basically states that um, this supersedes any right of the state to label, and it reserves it to the federal government. And then it states a little farther down the use of biotechnology does not constitute a material difference for labeling. And for labeling, there has to constitute a material difference in the food. So they go through all this and they say, well, you know, it's going, we're going to label it if we have determined that there is a material difference. Okay but if you understand that they've already determined that there is no material difference because they determined it as generally recognized as safe so this is what I refer to as a circle jerk and basically is it is it, oh, well, it is we're going to label it if there's a material difference ha ha, ha ha and everybody thinks oh this is wonderful because there's a material difference but they've already determined back in 1996 that there was no material difference It's amazing that this
0: has been going on, and it's tolerated. People are really sleeping. It's like people just have no idea what's going on. I mean, you and I, you and I are fully aware of the different things that have been going on with, regula- with regulating different things in agriculture and whatnot, but it's, it's getting to the point where it's almost like, okay, America, wake up. And the bottom line is, is that okay. I agree with you. It has to be done locally because if we wait for the federal government, nothing's going to happen. It's the same thing with banning neonicotinoids, which I've been supporting from day one. And at this particular point, you know, people locally really need to step up to the plate. Having said that, Barbara, what do you advise people in the individual states, in, in, their, in their own state, to do?
1: How do Go they begin the, the process? Yeah, Go to your county level, um, start talking with people. Uh, I'm going to be putting up again, I put up a little while ago some basic instructions on how to start, and I'll go ahead and I'll I'll put them up again. I don't remember exactly how they are, and I'll be getting more involved in it as I get more involved with the Benton County effort, and I'll be able to um, go ahead and start uh, putting out exactly what we're doing on Farm Wars. But the first step is to go ahead and talk to your neighbors Talk to people. Um, the organic section in my small little, you know, uh, family-owned market has expanded majorly. I've gone in there and I have supported them. I have talked to them. I have talked to just people in the aisles, you know, uh, about it, and it's been growing and growing. And that is good. We have to support everything with our money. Do not do the research. Do not spend the money on the dirty food. Do not spend it. I'm sorry. Learn how to, you know, um, do some recipes. I'm going to be doing a cookbook. It's going to be the Farm Wars Organic Cookbook, the truly organic cookbook.
0: And I can tell you, folks, it's going to be a good cookbook. I've seen
1: some of the recipes. And you have to, yeah, it, we've got to take responsibility, I think. You know, it, it, this is this is it. People like to, because we're stressed for time, we have to go to work, we've got to do this and that, and we just want to grab something, throw it in a, you know, microwave or an oven, and then pull it out and eat it. That That isn't going to work for us anymore. It's not no, going to work for us. No, it definitely will not
0: work yeah. for us, not to mention the fact that there's a direct impact on your health. What you eat affects your health, Period. It shouldn't be something that's so difficult to understand, but people are lazy. They still want to consume foods that really shouldn't even be considered food. I don't even know how they get away with selling it. But the bottom line is whatever you eat, how it's grown, who grows it, where it's grown, does matter. And it inevitably, it does affect you one way or the other, whether it's your health or how it affects the economy. I remember talking oh, to Joel... I remember talking to Joel Saladin, and for, for, for those of you that are not familiar with him, he has a number of books that are out there, but I highly recommend reading what, any of his books. He's just magnificent. But he said, point blank, we grow some of the best, the, the best uh, crops in America, and yet we're importing basically to compete so we can get things cheaper. And people tend to think that, oh, well, you know, I'll make my dollar stretch. But what is that doing to your health? What is that doing to the economy? It's all tied in together, folks. So the bottom line is, as Barbara said, you really need to not only educate yourself, but educate your neighbors. And I think that's an excellent idea to talk to other, other shoppers. Um, people come up to me in the supermarket for some reason. Maybe I look like... Um, I work there or something, I don't know. But people are constantly asking me, you know, why do you buy this? Or, you know, how do you know how to pick apples? I don't know. Just all sorts of different questions. And I actually enjoy talking to people when they're asking me these questions because I think it's a great opportunity to do just that, Barbara, which is to
1: educate other people. Oh yes, yes. I accost people and <laughs> I remember this, this, this one this one younger couple They they were, you know, pushing around a cart, and they were grabbing some stuff, and I just looked at them and said, you know, that'll kill you, don't you? (laughs) They looked at me like I had two heads, and I told them why, and they, they walked away, you know, and they still put it in their cart, you know, like they didn't care. But hopefully, you know, it'll, you know, sink in a little bit when they go to the doctor or whatever. Maybe they'll read something else and they'll say, hey, wait a minute, that crazy old lady came up to me and said this. Hey, maybe. You never can tell. You just plant the seed and then you go on and you do what you need to do. You provide the example from your own life. You can't say, I'm non-GMO while eating a Twinkie. It's not going to work. So you have to do it yourself.
0: There are a lot of people who feel that, well, it's okay to have one once in a while. Yeah, you know, it's just interesting, the logic that some people possess. But unfortunately, as we said just a few minutes ago, the bottom line is it does have a direct impact
1: on you one way or the other. Oh yeah, it does. And you know what? And people see what you're doing and if you are known to be anti-GMO and they see you walk into a store and buy Kellogg's cornflakes or you know, Hostess Twinkies or whatever glyphosate soaked GMO yummy product, yummy yummy, they 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 will remember it. They will remember it and you have just negated every single thing you ever stood for. Unfortunately, there.
0: that would be interesting to uh, see some of the folks that you mentioned, well, that you didn't mention, but we know who they are, um, doing just that. But, uh, Barbara, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. It has been always an interesting conversation every time we talk, and I do hope that you will come back very soon to talk about another subject that you've been quite outspoken about
1: lately, which is glyphosate. Oh, absolutely, Jen. I always enjoy it. (laughs) It's really fun.
0: And Barbara, just could you take a moment and share with our listeners your website information? And folks, by the way, the link to the article for Just Ban It, and will be available on theorganicview.com. But Barbara, before I forget, you have a video that you made that's really kind of fun. <laughs>
1: uh yeah. Um, it's a Michael Jackson video. Um, just ban it. Yeah, uh, where I made, that I created called MJ Sprout, and uh, yeah, and I just sat down at the computer and 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 just did it because it I felt like it. Um oh well, yeah, if you want to see it it's on my front page on the right sidebar. <laughs> you care to <laughs> recite some of the
0: some of the lyrics?
1: Oh, let's see. Um no one wants to be contaminated. <laughs> um I'm trying to think of the first words it's of it. It's not
0: karaoke. Um, people will forgive you.
1: Yeah, Bennett. Just ban it. You know how the the beat it song goes. Yeah. Um, it's just I. Just I actually ban couldn't it.
0: get it out of my head after I heard it, so I have to say it's quite effective. Be a very good jingle. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure the the folks in. <laughs> I'm sure the folks at Monsanto must just adore you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll note. Give them a big old sloppy kiss, yeah, baby. Non-GMO. There you go. on that note
0: thanks again Barb and folks thank you so much for tuning in this has been June Steuer with the Organic View Radio Show have a great afternoon everyone